Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday, March 10th. Um, yesterday was um, was a was a good day. I mean, you couldn't complain about the up movement in the marketplace. Had a real good bounce back off of uh, off of Monday. We'll have to see how we can do today. Can we follow through? Can we keep going? We do have some economic numbers coming out today. Uh, Dave and I will discuss those coming up next. But before we do, have had several folks call because they're concerned about the amount of risk they have in their current portfolio because they've been told by their broker that they're moderately in a moderate portfolio. Um, and what folks don't understand is a moderate portfolio in 2008 dropped over 30%. So it's vitally important that you make sure that on a numeric scale, you know what your risk number is. To find out what it is, give me a call at 863-382-0037. Go to our website, statlerfinancial.com. There's a calendar there where you can schedule a 15-minute phone call. Look forward to that conversation with you. Dave's up next. 41 or 9. We always check in to see what's going on with your money this morning, this time of the morning. And it's always interesting because I've always described Wall Street investing as being a study in abnormal psychology. <laughs> Looking at NASDAQ yesterday, it pretty well figures it out. Let's go downtown to the offices of Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler's on the line. Philip, good morning. Boy, it was party time on NASDAQ yesterday. Nothing like when you tank down past 10%, all the computers say, okay, boys, go ahead and buy something, right? It was a beautiful day yesterday, right? Everything really and truly um, hit it out of the park. I don't know. I don't can't remember exactly where we ended up on the, on the NASDAQ, but I think it was up well over 3%. Oh, yeah, it was ridiculous. The NASDAQ was up 3.7%, up 465 points yesterday. Standard & Poor's benefited from that, going up almost a full percent and a half, up over 54 points. And the Dow, who really hadn't been you know, paying the price of the NASDAQ sell-off, it was up, but by only 30 points yesterday. So by any report, it was a, a great day on Wall Street. And I was looking earlier this morning, and I saw some profit-taking on NASDAQ. You're telling me even that's turning around and we're going back up a little bit this morning again, huh? We are. Since the CPI number came out about 830, uh, we've seen a turn in the futures to the green side. Absolutely. And that CPI number, the consumer inflation number, was uh, good news because one of the concerns that we had was the notion that all this loose money and all these low interest rates and uh, we're going to increase the inflation rate and we were going to have problems. We had a lot of uh, talking heads saying that was going to be an issue. So far, no indication. The core CPI, Consumer Price Index, one-tenth of one percent which by some accounts was lower than expected by most of them dead on, but even so, one-tenth of a percent core and four-tenths of a percent uh, overall rate, well, we don't have inflation to worry about for the moment, do we? No, we don't. And so uh, I think the traders probably appreciated that, um, and understanding that that is uh, one of the things that drives the marketplace is going to be inflation. And it drives the Fed and what the Fed thinks and does. So uh, I think that what we saw here is definitely lit a fire under the uh, the indexes this morning. Absolutely. And it was the worry about inflation that was partially driving up the bond rates as well. And they've responded by going down as well, which will in turn decrease interest costs for the big companies that we trade stock in. So 
indications are, at the very least, we've got some relatively bullish momentum going on this morning. We do, but and, and I hate to add some cold water to that bullishness, Dave, mm. but, uh, but there is an analyst um, who, who is, his thing is interest rates and following interest rates, and he came out this morning, um, and he said he expects the 10-year Treasury to yield a minimum of 2% in the second quarter. Now, I got to tell you, that is not exciting news. Uh, no, that'd be about 45 basis points up from where it is right now. So if, and there's always an if when you talk about analysts, uh, if he's right, that's definitely not a fun bit of news, would it? No, it's, it's not. And so maybe, maybe just maybe he's, uh, he's got it wrong. We're going to cross our fingers. I mean, we always you always have to take analysts and say, look, they make money by selling space on their blogs. And uh, while they're certainly worth listening to, do you take them as gospel truth? Probably not, right? Uh, absolutely not. When it comes to marketplaces, uh, I have learned over the years that the market has a mind of its own sometimes. And so no matter what analysts preach or what they think, um, the, the market is uh, it's a free market, right? And so what it does... Uh, sometimes nobody can really figure out why. Unless, of course, you're a Reddit dweeb and messing around with GameStop, right? Uh, well, yeah, if you start trying to <laughs> manipulate, well, then that's a different story. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, it's, it's always I bet, there's always a headline out there somewhere. A man who predicted last bear, last crash says it's going to happen again sometime over the next year. Well, doggone it. There's always one 10% correction or more each year, so... The guy's probably betting on a lead pipe cinch, right? Well, yeah, and the question is, so he got it right once. How many other times did he get it right, you know? I mean, that's uh, that's the other part of that, and, and that just drives headlines. It drives, you know, revenue to the news source and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, and, and usually he's trying to sell something, right? He's trying to sell a white paper. He's trying to sell a system. You, you know, it's, there's always something else behind it. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm putting that report. That uh, analyst saying that we're going to see two percent bond rates before long this year might be awful aggressive, but at the same time, are we going to see two two percent ten year bonds anytime in the future? Uh, everybody that has a CD in their portfolio would say, "God, I hope so." Right? Yeah, absolutely. You're so right. They're they're just praying for higher rates. <laughs> absolutely. It, it, it always has to be said. Every change benefits some and hurts others and interest rates being low don't help at all the uh, you know the investors with a heavy bond element in their portfolio or heaven forbid people that are still trying to live off of cds you're right and that's one of the things that uh, that you know retirees especially are praying for higher interest rates um but the stock market doesn't like higher interest rates so uh, we'll have to see uh when that happens, I, I've told a lot of my clients, don't hold your breath because it's probably several years down the road before we see any um, bank interest rates going up. Uh, yeah, that, that generally lags the uh, bond rates by about three or four years. So, yeah, it will take a little while. Anything else we're likely to see affect the market much? Are we, are we expecting Armageddon on the, um, on the employment reports that we start getting tomorrow? Or are we looking at now that we've got the consumer inflation under the, uh, under the tires this morning, are we looking at a relatively quiet week in terms of outside influences? I think for the most part, we do have jobs coming out tomorrow. They mm -hmm. are expected, from what I see, to be a little bit less than what they were um, last week. Um, so that'll be interesting. The, the expectation I see right now is like 725,000. 
um, first time claims. So we'll see how close that that gets. And then we have the producer price index comes out on Friday. Um, and so if that lines up like the CPI did, then that would be some good news, I think, too. All right. Incremental improvement is what they're expecting without anything really exciting on the unemployment front. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So not not a, not a big change from week over week. Okay, we're ha- happy to take that, although we'd like to see the improvement improve faster, obviously. And the producer price index being a little bit more forward-looking ought to provide a little bit of a certainty if it confirms the consumer price, since that tends to uh, precede the consumer price index. Yeah, that's true, and so that would be one of the things we continue. I'm sure the traders will be looking at that number on Friday. I suppose so. I know we're still at the end of earnings season, but we do have some reports that come out. How about the issues that we're trading on Wall Street? Any news that's going to swing things today? We have a couple. Whether or not they'll swing things, well, that's a different story. Uh, we have Campbell Soups reported. Um, you know, they're kind of a staple out there when it comes to, uh, to their product line. Uh, they, uh, they came out, uh, and their adjusted earnings and revenue also basically matched what was expected, so no surprise there. They did adjust their full-year earnings to a range between $3.03 and $3.11 uh, compared to what the estimate is from analysts of $3.05. So, so they're really right in line, I would think, but they are trading down this morning about 2%. We're getting picky. You want a pleasant surprise now, in addition to getting all that guidance information out. Yeah, you, you know, that's the way it is. <laughs> fickle, fickle sometimes, you know. Um, but we do have a big winner. Um, Express, you know, they're the ones that have the storefront, the Express clothing design stuff. Um, mm-hmm. They lost 66 cents a share, but that was way better than the 83 cents they were expected to lose. So good thing there. Revenue was way larger than forecasted. Um, they did expect a, uh, a, a big slide in same-store sales, and, and they got that. You know, they missed substantially there. Uh, but something down in there um, they like. I'm not sure what it is, maybe because it's a low-priced stock. It doesn't take much to move, but it's up over 25% this morning. Holy crud. Yeah. Well, they are. They are tending. They te- that tends toward being a mall store, and as malls open up more and we get more traffic, like the headline about Texas saying, "Hey, we're open as of last night," uh, that's got to be a good sign for any store with a lot of storefront space in malls. I would, I would think so. That that would definitely be the mall traffic is going to be one of the things that's going to help them. And I'm sure that they've um, played the digital game too. And and it didn't say anything in the report, but man, you if you're going to survive through COVID, you've got to have a digital footprint and be able to sell online. Uh, that's really the only way to survive at this point. Without a doubt. Resetting the table, green ink yesterday. In the case of Nasdaq, big green ink yesterday. 45 minutes before they throw some real money around this morning. Philip, how are we looking so far this morning? I'm glad to report right now, Dave, that everything in the index side is green. Uh, we have the, the Dow 30 up a little over a half a percent. Uh, the, the S&P 500 is up about a third of a percent, and the NASDAQ's up a little over a half a percent. So uh, it looks like, at least at the open, we might see some follow-through from yesterday's close. On the commodity side, though, it's uh, it's not quite the same. We got silver down three quarters of a percent. Gold's basically even right now. Crude oil heading up 
a little over 1%, but still below 65. It's at $64.68 a barrel right this minute. Yeah, it was interesting. Yesterday, the price actually went down during the day, so a recovery this morning still has us down from yesterday morning. It was kind of interesting. Overseas markets, green ink in Asia at the close, about 6 o'clock this morning on the Asian rim markets. Europe's got a split vote right now. The German markets are on their way up considerably. Evidently, British markets are all concerned about Meghan and Harry because they're off by about 15 basis points. Somebody needs some help, Philip, in figuring out how to stabilize and figure out what all the big money's doing to affect your retirement. How do I get a hold of you to stabilize my own retirement fund? Dave, you're absolutely right. We've had several folks call in this uh, last couple of weeks because of all the volatility. Um, you know, wanting to know where they are, what does it look like, what's their risk number, um, and we've been glad to help them through that process. To do that, all they have to do is give us a call at 863-382-0037. We'll walk them through our financial x-ray, find out what their risk number is, and find out what the risk number is of their current portfolio. And then they can join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m., Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 7.30. And back here again tomorrow where we hopefully will have more good news for you first thing in the morning on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. We'll catch you then, all right? All right, man. You have a great day. You too. Be well, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Folks, I want to thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Hey, if you like what we're doing here, please uh, like and share our page on Facebook, Statler Financial Services. Uh, share this video with your friends and family. Uh, uh, hopefully, we provide some decent information that you can gather from here. If I can help you in any way, determine what your risk number is, just a second opinion on your current portfolio to make sure you don't have too much risk, give me a call, 863 382 0037. Hey, have a great day. I look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow. Bye now.